The world as we know it continues to evolve and change into something that we can only hope to understand. This is why the registry continues to provide industry insights through personal interviews with the leaders who are shaping real estate on a daily basis. By subscribing to our podcast, you are helping us in our work, and we will continue to deliver programming such as the one you're about to hear. Please click the subscribe button and let your friends and colleagues know about us. It will help you and the industry stay ahead of the game. Hello, my name is Vladimir Bosanets, and I'm joined today with my co-host Jack Seymour of Transwestern for our Joint Startup Stories podcast. Today, we speak with OKCoin's Bob Lato, the international head of people at the company. OKCoin is on a mission to make crypto investing and trading more accessible to anyone around the world. Founded in 2013, OKCoin is a global exchange numbering 250 employees with its headquarters offices in San Francisco and local offices in Malta, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Japan. The company is a collective of global citizens with a common passion to help decentralize finance and level the economic playing field for everyone around the world. Welcome to the podcast, Bob. Today, we're speaking with OKCoin's international head of people, Bob Leto. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And where are you coming to us from today? I'm uh, broadcasting from uh, San Francisco today out in the uh, inner Richmond. So, Bob, before we kind of jump into your time there and your role also at OKCoin, um, perhaps you can tell us a little about your background and what leads up to one becoming an international head of people at, you know, a cryptocurrency startup? Uh, so um, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area. Uh, besides for college, I've always called uh, the Bay Area home. I got into recruiting in HR um, a little more than two decades ago, first starting off kind of on the recruiting team building side. And then after a few years, kind of quickly kind of got into the whole HR uh, experience. For the last decade or so, I've really been attracted to startups, technology startups, um, with global teams and global offices. I, I just thrive on, you know, kind of that intersection of different cultures and, and kind of building a, a brand, a business uh, across multiple uh, jurisdictions and dimensions. That's really been kind of what I've been passionate about. So part of the tech companies I had been at before had kind of fallen in the kind of financial services space. And then I did some stuff with some data analytics companies for a while. And then the company prior to uh, coming here to OKCoin, I got a recruiter call. Someone, uh, you know, mentioned uh, cryptocurrency. It's something I'd been following for a number of years, kind of just from a side, never doing any investing or anything like that. And, uh, you know, the more I researched, the more I, I, I got involved, the the, the more excited I got. Uh, so I was at a company for a uh, year and a half, not quite two years. I met the folks at OKCoin. And um, I can delve into it a little bit more later if you're interested. But I mean, for all the technology that's going on today, uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency it is like, I feel the most exciting place that I want to be spending my time. And when I heard about what the folks at OKCoin were doing and the, the ramp, the trajectory they were on, um, it just became a no-brainer that, you know, if they'd have me, I needed to be a part of this because they're they're playing a big role. I have ambitious plans, and uh, I felt like this is a place I could really, um, as a people leader, uh, really make an impact. Yeah, totally. And it's quite auspicious that today 
of all days that we're speaking to one another, I think uh, Bitcoin is surging almost up to nineteen thousand dollars a coin. Do I want to say? I've been I've been trying yeah, not it's... to. Look... <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying not to look at it. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I think uh, I think the last week is is kind of all time highs, or at least as far as staying up high. Yeah. Right, uh, back in twenty seventeen. You know, it made that quick dip up to, to 19,000 plus, but uh, yep. that was very short lived. So specifically your role there at OKCoin. Um, so you've got this kind of diverse background where you started off in recruiting and then kind of transitioned over to more the HR side of things. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about your kind of your day to day. What's, you know, what are you doing, you know, on a day to day basis, maybe pre-COVID as opposed to today? Yeah, good question. Interestingly, enough, COVID has not necessarily changed the ultimate goal and and mission much. How we get there has changed pretty dramatically. Um, And and I can elaborate, but um, really I came on to, to, basically the year plus that I've been here, we've just really been in build mode. Um, That's mean building out the recruiting infrastructure so we continue to kind of build out uh, an amazing candidate experience that's good for the candidate, good for our hiring team, et cetera, um, as well as everything that I'll fall, that I'll kind of categorize or lump into kind of the employee experience. So everything you think of, of like kind of the traditional gotta haves, table stakes of, of HR, you know, compensation benefits and things like that, but also I think equally important things around culture building, around professional development, around employee communication, and I would even say kind of employee belonging, right? Because you know it's great if if we can be in a in an office together, or you know go out and grab a beer, or go have lunch or coffee together, or what have you, uh, before or after work. But that's off the table now, right? So how do we how do we modify and and still be able to kind of connect with with people? Something I've been thinking about a lot. So yeah, so again, we've really been in 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 building mode. We've done some massive growth. When I when I joined, you know, it was kind of because I had a forward thinking CEO who wanted to bring in, you know, kind of an HR executive kind of before the massive growth to have a good foundational growth. A lot of Times it's kind of after the fact of like, oh my God, things are <laughs> things are out of control. Let's bring some order to it. Because of COVID, or how do I want to say it? Actually, COVID has had no, no negative impact on our uh, recruiting headcount. In fact, if anything, we've actually hired more people than we were originally were originally going to. You know, I wanted to be a little bit proactive with my exec team. We we went mandatory work from home a little bit about a week or two before. Um, it became required here in, in, in San Francisco. Uh, but in that time, we've more than doubled the San Francisco office. We've, we've now hired more than 50 people uh, since uh, I call it the 1st of March. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so that's almost 10 people a month. So so one of the things that, you know, you mentioned you've been in this business now for about, you know, 20 years. In the early 2000s, late 1990s, you know, HR was a very different function than it is today. And especially so perhaps for a budding startup. Uh, how, how do you look at that role now evolving? You know, you're probably wearing many hats these days. You know, you're not just in charge of people, but you're also in charge of the physical space. You're in charge of the culture. You're in charge of sort of a lot more different things. Tell us kind of how that's evolved over over, the, over these last two decades. Yeah, that's a great question. 
And I, and I agree 100%. I mean, I, I, I sometimes joke that even if I have 20 plus, a, 20 plus years of experience, the first 10 years don't really matter because <laughs> they, the rule of HR has changed so much in that. I think to look at it a different way of that, I think the biggest change probably between the last five to 10 years, I think there's been a seismic change in HR, not so much of how we do things, but how we, oh, let, me see, let me put it a different way. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, your compensation strategy, your performance review strategy, those were all viewed as intellectual property and they were not shared outside of, of your company. There was very little sharing amongst HR uh, professionals. There's been a huge growing trend, certainly in the last five or 10 years. And with COVID in particular, there's just been this amazing accelerant. A lot of what I call the more forward-looking, uh, you know, new school HR, if you will, has really embraced kind of the open source um, from software model to really open source um, HR practices. I'm not threatened to share, you know, how we do X or Y right, at OKCoin. Right. It's, you know, it's going to work for us based on our culture, but there's no, there's no reason not to, to share with you to help your, your company thrive as well. And that's been, that's been amazing. I mean, there's some, some, both kind of formal and informal networks that I belong to. Um, so many companies, again, kind of going back to COVID as an example, like day one, day two, they were just like literally sharing uh, amongst HR people and, and, you know, COOs and, you know, operations folks, just like, this is how we're communicating with our staff. This is our emergency preparedness plan. Interesting. You know, take it, use it however you can which was great. Yeah, no, that, that is very, very interesting. Part of what's also evolved uh, probably quite quite dramatically, or, you know, you, you mentioned the word um, accelerant and how COVID has, mm -hmm. has done that, not just to your industry, but just, just across the board. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen some, some, some statistics and some numbers around space utilization. And there was one com company that was analyzing, you know, how space was utilized sort of pre-COVID and, and where, where is it now? And actually pre-COVID, things were along the lines of sort of 30%, which to some people seems low, but when you think about, you know, people kind of, okay. you know, meeting and, uh, you know, you know, going out and doing sales and things like that, it, it, it makes sense. Today, that number is down to like two or 3%. So, um, you know, I'm I'm curious. You know, how has this? You know, how do you guys look at this? Uh, we've also heard some some people say that, uh, you know, as many as seventy percent of their people would want the flexibility to work from home in the future, not just now, but you know, once COVID is solved and you know resolved, with with some flexibility to be able to come to the office when when they want to. Are are, are these numbers resonating with you? And how do you guys look at you know what what does the physical office mean to you as an organization? Yeah, I think directionally, I think OKCoin would fall kind of right in, right in with what you're saying. You know, we've been doing a lot of communication, a lot of surveying and, and you know, questioning of our staff. How comfortable are they today? How is work from home working for you? What else do you need to be successful? You know, under what conditions do you feel comfortable coming back to the office? And then, you know, we wave a wand, everyone's got a vaccine, we have herd immunity, herd immunity whatever, you know, it's, we kind of get back to a, a normal, what, what, does, what does your office experience look like um, at, the, at that point? You know, not surprising, you know, we've been forced to become kind of a remote first 
company, but you know, over multiple points, over multiple surveys and everything, you know, people are asking and we're still working. I mean, we don't have a formal policy from, you know, I, I don't know what things will look like in, you know, June of yeah, 21 right. or, or, or 22, but it more than anything, it is looking that it will be some very hybrid, uh, a hybrid type of model where um, I would say, you know, on average, it sounds like at least our staff and and this is kind of in line with other surveys I've seen and, and conversations I've had with other HR leaders. You know, I think people want to come back to the office one, two days a week um, at some point in the future. And, you know, looking at companies like, um, I don't know if, if, uh, if, if you guys have seen it or not, but um, Dropbox has shared quite a bit of information, again, kind of that open source model for, for others to share. Yeah. And um I like how they're kind of envisioning thing. I, I, I still need to kind of work on it for, I don't know if it's the right model for OKCoin or not, but like Dropbox is, is essentially reimagining offices as studios, I think is the term that they're using. Um, and they're very express about offices in the future for Dropbox will be about team building and about collaboration. And, and conversely, they're very explicit. It's not about doing normal routine work. That'll be done at home or it'll be done at like a WeWork type of location. But the whole notion yeah. of, you know, what an office is for is, is, is changing dramatically. That's super interesting. Yeah, we're, we're hearing similar stuff also that across the board, people are sort of re really rethinking kind of what the, what the physical, what is the, what is the utility of the physical space, right? And what it, what it means yeah. for us in the, in the future. The other thing too is... We have a wonderful office in downtown San Francisco, nice Bayview, you know, near the Embarcadero and all of that. You know, we're planning on keeping that, but because we've taken a remote first strategy in, in hiring and, and supporting people to be away from the office, that means our need and use of commercial office space in the future should mean it, it goes it goes from a very centralized function in, in San Francisco to a much more decentralized role, right? Whether that means more satellite offices, you know, as close as the South Bay or in different states or different parts of, of California, you know, or use of, you know, kind of some ha ad hoc, you know, we work type of uh, space as well as needed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Bob, I, I just want to backtrack a sec to where you mentioned that you had been doing a lot of surveying of your employees, um, you know, with regards to their sentiment on, you know, coming back to the office, what that looks like, you know, when that will be. Yeah. Have you seen any trends as far as the demographic makeup and, and what their responses have been as a result of those demographics? For example, you know, mm. our parents saying something different to, you know, early 20s SDRs, you know, what are you seeing on the demographic side? Um, that's a great question. I think they are, I think the numbers are roughly the same, but I think the rationale for wanting to come back to the office is 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 slightly different. You know, I'm 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 one of many parents here at OKCoin. I know some of my colleagues, they want to get into the office once or twice just to kind of just to kind of have a breakup, right? And you know, they have kids working, you know, doing distance learning and things like that. You know, conversely, you know, we have some, you know, younger employees that, you know, might be in a studio apartment and are literally getting no physical, you know, stimulation, uh, interaction with people. And, and so they're, you know, they're, um, 
they're yearning for that that human connection through work. Yeah, that's really interesting. With differing rationales, they can be a, a they can be aligned result and results. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Parents want to escape the kids. Young people want to escape the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. And uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, but they do they do want to come back. I mean, they do want to come back. But uh, you know, it's very clear. Again, I don't know. I'm assuming the industry sentiment is is kind of the same as as OKCoin okay mm-hmm. sentiment. I mean, it it really seems dependent upon a vaccine. For for things getting back to, I don't like the term new normal, but what you know, whatever whatever that is, right? Sure. It's it's like I feel like again through communications, even though we never have not officially opened up the office again because we're you know not uh, essential, you know we've looked into all of the hygiene precautions and social distancing precautions. So you know everything about temperature checks or daily check-ins or giving stipends for commuting so people don't have to do public transportation. I mean, all those sorts of aids or, or perks will will not add up to a comfort level that a vaccine would. Um, so that's that's really what's going to come to Right. And, and that actually kind of gets back to uh, the next question I have actually gets back to what you mentioned about the crowdsourcing um, and crowd sharing of mm. information that you've seen within the, particularly the HR world, yeah. you know, over the last eight months. Um, what, I think you touched on a couple just then, but, you know, what are some of the trends that you're seeing some of the trend leaders, i.e. your Dropboxes, your Googles, you know, um, those you know, large tech companies, what are some of the trends that you're seeing them put out there into, you know, into the larger HR world? and how likely are or how able to are smaller earlier stage startups like OKCoin able to kind of replicate those? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I guess I'll tackle it in, in, in two ways. One, it's great that a lot of those companies, you know, kind of are sharing so that at least directionally, we can kind of see how, you know, if one has not infinite, but, you know, quite significant means how, how they would treat. And, and those are things like, you know, improving leave programs, including improving kind of work from home flexibility, especially for folks with, uh, you know, for parents or, or that have any sort of kind of taking care of others that they need to kind of uh, fall in. Another big, probably not surprising uh, area is around, perks and benefits. And, and one that kind of jumps out is around a, a work from home stipend or, or some sort of bonus, right? So my my work from home before before September was, you know, just working on my laptop here. Um, now I have, I don't even know how big this monitor is, you know, a, you know, a big, huge monitor. I've got a, a, you know, a standing desk, which is great to kind of mix up the day. People have invested in noise-free cancellation phones, headphones, things like that. Um, I guess my point, Jack, is, you know, I saw a lot of stuff early on through some of these um, forums and, and, and platforms that I mentioned. And yeah, I'll just throw out a number. You know, Google might say, we'll give you a thousand or we'll give you a $2,000 or stipend, right? The startup that is 10, 20, even a hundred employees, they might take that as a, they might take that as a, a, as a signal. They're not going to be able to do $1,000, but maybe they can do 
250 or you know even just buying group discount noise canceling headphones or something like that and, and send them to all those employees you know we've done a number of things and i would say almost totally uncorrelated to the cost of what we've sent just by sending something and 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 again doing these surveys has has gone a huge way i mean I've, i didn't mean to show this but we uh we put together Oh, it's not going to be able to show. We had someone in our design team kind of put this little logo together. Yeah, just that's like, nice. you know, we're in this together, you know, and it's a small gesture. I don't know. It's a $10 cup or whatever, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, it went a long way. And yeah. you know, we sent some coffee and a coffee press and, you know, some fun things to kind of go with it. But people appreciate the gestures to beyond the words of, of, of helping and just even kind of improving health benefits. Like, yeah. I guess. One thing that's come up, and we can come back to it if you if um, later. But I think one thing that's really come up is becoming a critical benefit this year is around mental health. I mean, first of all, I think just being able to have the discussion about mental health. Again, Vlad, going back to your term or my term of accelerant. You know, it, it, you know, maybe in March or April, we were kind of talking about work-life balance, yeah. but kind of like as we got into the summer and stuff. I mean, I think, and again, this, this didn't start at OKCoin. It's, you know, I started elsewhere, but I think it's kind of rippling through society. It's like people have permission to kind of like say, you know what, I'm actually a little depressed today, you know, or I, I'm, you know, I'm not doing great, you know? And so things about being able, the, the taboo about being able to talk about mental health, I think has become critical. And, um, and I think as far as, like employee benefits go, you know, we're, we're providing some things around mental health now, you know, even like some medicate or medication meditation <laughs> um, apps that we got, you know, kind of an enterprise subscription yeah. that we're giving everyone, you know, I think like mental health will be kind of like table stakes kind of going forward. Yeah. Um, 21 and beyond. All of these efforts are, you know, really great. And I think it's showcasing to us how, how we have to be very, cognizant of of the things that you know matter to to you know the employees and and that ultimately ends up you know building into your kind of core of your culture right how do you see that changing you guys going forward you know what are the lessons learned that 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 will be applied later on that will form you know the you know okay coin culture you know 2021 and beyond yeah that's a, that's a great question it's something I think about almost daily. I, and it's something that, you know, I know my executive team, you know, we, we kind of have, you know, one conversation or, 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 or more almost every week about it. I'll, I'll try and answer it directly, Vlad. But I mean, I think, I think it comes back for, for us, it kind of comes back um, a little bit more basic or a little more universal. I think it comes back to our corporate values. And again, while everything was chaotic in, you know, the spring of, you know, is this short term? Is this long term? What have you? We took a lot of time and energy to really articulate and kind of showcase our corporate values to to the greater team. You know, there's a lot of universal values, but what what kind of resonates for us is um, we win as a team. We uh, we embrace change and do the right thing, and especially the first two in this such crazy times and alone times and, and doing things differently. I think because we're in crypto, crypto, I think by nature, it's still an, you know, a young nascent technology. I think it, you know, I, I think like pioneers or people with a pioneer spirit are kind of attracted to it, but that requires 
a lot of change. You know, I tell people on my team and, and, and others, it's like, what was true last month will not necessarily be true next month. It's kind of constantly changing, constantly evolving, right? But really, really being intentional about those values, Vlad, and that becomes kind of like the DNA for our culture, right? And and we've just, we've had to be adaptable. We've had to, you know, thank goodness for Zoom and everything else so we can kind of keep connected uh, visually with each other. But it's really, um, it's really meant reimagining, like, how do we win as a team? And, 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 you know, sometimes, sometimes change sucks. So how do, how do you kind of, how do you, how do you, how do you change that around and, and, and kind of make it more, more tolerable or more, you know, have people embrace, embrace. It was a very intentional word on our part, but it's like, you know, we got to kind of lean in and, and kind of run into the fire not run away from the fire, you know? And so, you know, a lot of it is about getting back to our culture. It's a, it's about celebrating those wins, big and small, and kind of identifying when people are living those values or exhibiting those those behaviors. Yep. Um, which is hard when when you can't physically see it across um, off a off across a room. Yep. Yep. But we need to be just really really intentional about it. And Bob, something that we 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 love to kind of finish our interviews off on a positive note with is asking the question of, you know, what, what gives you hope coming out of all this? Um, or what gives you hope moving forward? Yeah. Good question. I like that. I'm always a half full kind of guy. My daughter just came home. So <laughs> classic, uh, parent work from home, uh, thing. There's a couple different ways, even though it's harder I have seen my colleagues both within OKCoin and, and my you know HR leader colleagues across across the area really slow down and and really connect as humans with each other. You know, it's been hard, we've been isolated, but we keep kind of moving forward. I've always been kind of a glass half full kind of guy, but it's nice, you know, I think we have a lot of things, you know, I mean just kind of just Logistically, you know, things around, you know, uh, vaccines and things like that. I think there's a lot of positive things to look forward in, in the future, you know, kind of a, a little more close to home and a little more selfishly. Um, you know, again, OKCoin has had a terrific year. You know, we've we've had some of our best months and in, in quarter um, as, as a young couple year old company here. And it's just because I think people have kind of as best as they can have kind of focused on what they control and tried to kind of put out of their mind of what's out of their control. Again, I, I embrace that change ethos that I mentioned about with our, our, our values. It's been a big change uh, with, with, with cryptocurrency, all the uncertainty in the greater markets and things like that have, have certainly brought more interest to, to crypto. Um, so I'm, I'm excited personally about what, next year and the years after kind of bring for our industry. And I think also, I guess it's just kind of a different side of the same coin, but you know, I think through, through the last nine or 10 months, I've seen a tremendous amount of resilience. You know, I know we'll get through this, getting back to what we're in this together mug. Yeah. You know, I think, I think we're here to help each other. I mean, that's why I was so uh, honored and, and, you know, so quick to want to, get back and, and, and talk to you. Um, I Hopefully something that I've shared today will kind of help, you know, someone listening to this. That's what we're all here for, just to kind of help each other out. 
Well said. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bob, thank you so much for your time. Stay safe. You as well, guys. Thanks for everything. Thanks, Bob. 